It's nice to see that the Hallmark Channel finally got one of their movies into theaters. This is Deck the Halls on Stinker Madness. What's that smell? <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm thirsty as fuck. Thirsty, thirsty, thirsty as fuck. Hey, look at me! Thrill me. If you come back in here, I'm gonna hit you with so many rights, you're gonna beg for a left. Thrill me. Big for that. Thrill me. Hey, look at me! No one! Hang on! It stinks. Hang on! Get to the Madness. Hello and welcome to Sneaker Madness, the podcast about Christmas movies. It's Christmas! Yay! Jingle, motherfuckers. The Hallmark <laughs> Channel just called and told you to go fuck yourself <laughs> copyright infringement lawsuit like, we wouldn't ever be involved with something as big a piece <laughs> of shit as that movie uh we will find that out later because jackie's got a couple hallmark channel movies to review <laughs> oh good <laughs> um we've got a huge show so we are going to move very rapidly uh hello jackson how's uh happy christmas to you Happy Christmas. Uh, this is your pick. Uh, first, starting with Batman Returns from Sam. Second week in a row of Danny DeVito. How about that? Yeah, that is kind of weird that that happened. Yeah, lined up that way. But, uh, you know, I love Christmas lights, and this movie revolves around Christmas lights. Maybe. We'll find out what the, the whole idiom of this film is once we discuss whether it's got the true spirit of Christmas or not. Uh, Sam, what have you discovered about the 2006 film Deck the Hall starring Matthew Broderick and Danny DeVito streaming on uh, for rent only. Uh, we paid four dollars. Four dollars. Jesus. <laughs> Through voodoo. So yeah, because uh, was it 2B TV? Yeah. Had a lie. <laughs> they had a different Deck the Halls movie with Larry Miller. That's like an action movie, right? What, what the fuck is it? No, I was reading the description when we were thought we were getting this for free. And it's like these two ladies are one of them's a detective and the other one's a like a aspiring detective or something, and they have to go through an action-packed adventure to save Larry Miller on Christmas. It seems like they actually had the right deck the hall, Sam, and we had the wrong one. That's about halfway through this one. I was like, I wonder what that Larry Miller deck the halls is like. It wasn't that bad. Oh, what it's, do you? It's, well, this it was, is awful. I thought this was I actually, cried at the end. What? Oh, my God. You did not. When they started singing Oh, Holy Night. This was an affront to comedy. Yes, it was. It's like it declared war on comedy. Sam, give us your boring bullshit. It's well, it has a six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, which is not good. It's pretty low. Uh, the guy that directed this, John White Sale, also brought us such screen gems as Big Mama's House two and three. Okay, all right. Yeah, I'm unfamiliar with those completely. I haven't seen the first one. Old I Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence is dressed that right? as a fat lady. Is yeah, that what that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see the first one? No, because no. here's the thing. I'm a white guy. I don't think Martin Lawrence is funny. That's it. I don't think you have to be any race to find Martin Lawrence not funny. <laughs> Apparently, that is incorrect, Sam, ah. because I've, I've heard from the key and peel that there's two types of people and both of them, uh, neither of them like, uh, wait, what am I trying to say? That one of them likes Martin Lawrence huh. a lot. I used to watch I mean, the show, Medea, Tyler Perry. Every year, the fucking Medea shit sells like hotcakes. I know a lot of white people that think those are hilarious. I don't know one. I've I've never seen a Medea anything. I guess it's mostly because I don't know any people. So um, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. You ask your dog. Yeah, Winston is this good? And <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna eat your face. <laughs> yeah. 
I guess tensions were really high on this picture. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wasn't able A lot able of to... emotion involved, you well, know, passion, you might say. People are uh, uh, feeling, uh, you know, they, they want to put their heart into this film, Sam. I think what happens is, is that about day three, you realize you've been stuck with a turd. <laughs> and, you, and by turd, you mean Matthew Broderick, right? No. Oh. The movie itself. Okay. Okay. <laughs> He stuck around and was apparently pacing about talking to himself the whole time in between scenes, but he actually stayed. Uh, whereas DeVito would just leave when he wasn't required. He'd, he'd just, just like he'd fuck right off. He'd fuck right off. And if it was like for the weekend, he would just fly home. Oh, so he didn't back. even like go to his trailer and throw like a temper tantrum. No, he, he was like, just go home. I do not. I will turn on the DeVito magic when the camera's rolling and I will be gone <laughs> when it is not rolling. I've got I've got shit to do at home, guys. Yeah. Those cookies aren't going to bake themselves. You and know, I, I'm just going to say that I think Matthew, Matthew Broderick, I'm pretty sure that this is the way he is in real life. It, I, like an uptight. He seems, you know, you only get so much on these shows. Right. He seems like a pretty jolly, friendly fellow when he's on the talk shows. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He's on talk shows? Yeah, whatever he's on Conan, he seems very agreeable. He's on Conan? I saw him on Conan like eight years ago. Like in 1985, right after Ferris Bueller's Day Off. They did Conan when Conan was writing for The Simpsons right. at that point or something. Before The Simpsons. Anyways. It would have been before, yeah. I've never seen him on a talk show. Uh, I'm not a big Matthew Broderick fan. but that's... He seems fine. But I guess there was a real... Uh, there was supposed to be a steamier scene oh. between uh, him and what is the Kristen Davis, uh-huh, uh-huh. his wife, the character, the wife. character who plays his wife. Right, right, right. And we, of course, know that around this time, the hottest show on TV was Sex in the City. Yeah, that's true. And that's his wife, Sarah Jessica Parker. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so fortunately, they all thought it would be too steamy for uh, PG. OK, so it got axed and no one had to worry about making out with your wife's best friend or somebody she works with or whatever. Oh, because Kristen Davis was on Sex and the City. Yeah, she's okay. on Sex and the City. I, yeah, I, it's, she's, not, it's not really in my bag, so. I have she seen... pretty much plays the same character in Sex and the City as she did in this movie. Okay. The very conventional, you know, non-risque kind of gal. She's a, she's a Samantha. No, Samantha was the slut oh, that I, did I was, everything and anything under the sun, honey. I, I just, I, you know, I heard somebody say that one time, so I figured it was... Worth repeating. That's what's her face from uh, Big Trouble, in Little China. Yeah, Kim Cattrall. Kim Cattrall. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's what she's from, Sam. <laughs> Not Charlie's Angels. <laughs> she's she's from Big Trouble, Little China. Yeah, okay, <laughs> she's from Sex in the City, I guess. At this point, yeah. I, I didn't watch that, so I just you know the classics. Uh, no, wait, she wasn't in Charlie's Angels. That's no. Farrah Fawcett. She's from uh, such fine films as Mannequin. <laughs> Yeah, she's in that too. That's what I'm telling you. She, up until Sex in the City, she was from Big Trouble, Little China. That was a big deal for right. me, anyway. Uh, yeah. So, I, this thing tanked, obviously. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Only made 35 domestically. I guess a 51 million dollar budget, <sighs> which I guess is going to be salaries and I'm not and really, practical effects. Yeah, I'm not really that surprised because Christmas lights are fucking expensive. And these were all incandescents. Like the power that they had to like there there's this is essentially ah. this house is essentially like a fucking like it's it's beyond a Metallica show. Sure. It's like a U2 concert. Actually, that you have to have. even the ones that were supposed to be incandescent were fake. They were LEDs. They just couldn't get enough power. In 2006, we had LEDs. Yeah. What? So but well, that was the problem is, is that they didn't have there wouldn't have been a way to power it. No, you would need a nuclear power plant. Um, 
I guess that was one of the only interesting things when I was reading about this is that the electrical department had calculated that they would have needed 100,000 watts to do it with conventional lighting. Mm. Had they not had access to LED, we would have seen some very bad visual effects. <laughs> yes. We did see some very bad visual we did. effects we saw there was in the movie. but One real bad uh, Yeah, but the Christmas things would have been fake without LED technology. All right. Too much power. All right. Yeah. So, so to back up a little bit. Sure. Did Matthew Broderick and Danny DeVito, did they get along? I or can't did, imagine. Or did Danny DeVito just like, oh, is is or was it just like the turd aspect, which is why he was just like, no, I'm going home. I'm your, just going home. Your soul has been broken from working on this project. I need to go see my family for a while. Yeah. And when I'm watching it, I'm thinking there's no way anybody signed on to it if this was actually the script. Right. So I feel like it just got to the point where they couldn't do this. They couldn't do that. And it just kept happening. And then they just started making it up as they went yeah, along writing it on 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 yeah that day like like a tv show like like a soap opera like oh here's your new script your character's been murdered what okay fine <laughs> yeah like what is going on here right uh and i guess broderick was right he came right off the producers was like he was fresh off the producers yeah, when yeah, he yeah. was on this right, so right, he's right. like i'm hot right now this thing pretty much killed him he he is now doing movies again because of his uh, uh his very small part in Manchester by the Sea. When it's I was a looking very at. small part in Manchester. He's, he's very good though. Yeah, he's extreme. Like that movie is just fantastic. But uh, yeah, like when you when you go to see Manchester by the Sea, Matthew Broderick's not really what was being discussed before that. You know, it was these incredible performances by uh, uh, Casey Affleck and uh, um, uh, Michelle Williams. And what an incredible story it is. Sure. Kyle Chandler was very good, too. And then, hey, hey, look at that. It's Matthew Broderick. Matthew Broderick. Son of a bitch. He's like Matt Damon yeah. in, uh, in fucking stupid space movie that I hate so much. Like, Matt Damon's in this? Huh. Except for it doesn't become a horror movie for a little bit. Right, right, When right, he right. shows up, like the Matt Damon thing. It could have, though. I mean, his character's pretty nutty in that film. Could have been. He's like a Buffalo Bob yeah. guy. Um. He would, uh, I did, and actually, I think I saw him on, when I was talking about seeing him on Conan, it was around around this time. They might have been talking about this, because he was saying that he had basically needed to fall back on Broadway for a while. Like, he had done a lot of theater. Yeah. And, yeah. of course, being the youngest recipient of the Tony. Oh, hey, how about yeah. that? Yeah. Huh? Yeah, about that. How old was he when he got that? Young. 72. Yeah. 72. Wow. Uh, I'm going to guess 16. It's his his uh, uh, career arc is an unusual one because basically he goes from the coolest guy that's ever lived. Yes. Ferris Bueller is the coolest guy that has ever lived. And then every subsequent role he's ever had of there from there on out is a dweeb like he's a dweeb constantly. Why? How do you go from the coolest guy ever? To playing dweeb roles, like for instance, Deck the Halls. For instance, uh, even Manchester by the Sea, his character's very like uppity and dweeby. Like yeah. he, he would get his, you know, in high school, get lots of swirlies and stuff like that. Um, I'm thinking even Election, which is a fantastic movie. He's a total dork. Like he just, why do you look at Ferris Bueller and go, you know what? Let's put him in a dork role. Well. I think the Ferris Bueller thing, because that's actually, I didn't realize that Lady Hawk was before that until I was right. doing some reading. Mm -hmm. So he had done War Games was before that as well. So he'd done some movies before that. And in Ferris Bueller's in high school. So it works 
That was his sweet spot. That was when he was in his mid-20s and he looked like Glory he was 16, days. right? Don't let him pass you by. Yeah, well, no, but I mean, he's in his mid-20s and he looks like he's 16. Right. It works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so when you're in your mid-30s and you look like you're 16, you have to play dweebs. So you're saying Daniel Radcliffe is never going to be a cool guy. <laughs> oh, I saw him in uh, a movie where he was shaving. He was definitely an adult man, um, I believe. He's got an action movie on Netflix oh, right no. now. Yeah, I was thinking about trying to get you guys to watch it, but oh, God. oh I'm in. It looks so bad. All right, we got to get back to deck the hall, Sam. What that's, else you got? I mean, honestly, that that's really it. Is that everybody got saddled with a piece of shit and mm-hmm. they all hated it? And mm-hmm. I can't imagine Kristen Davis did much after this. Uh, Chenoweth didn't look like she did very good, and she's actually a singer more than an yeah, actress. Right. She was in Glee. She was on Glee for sure. a long time. Yeah. Right. Uh, I, it makes me wonder if this would have killed Danny DeVito's career if it hadn't been for Sonny. You know, uh, what if it wasn't for Sonny? Danny DeVito's career, because it's not the only he's bulletproof. Yeah. yeah. We, we were talking about him I in guess. Batman Returns last week. Everybody else sucks. Yeah. He's fine. The guy's bulletproof. Name a movie between Batman Returns and Deck the Halls that stars Danny DeVito. I don't know. Exactly. I don't think he's as bull. I think Sonny saved his fucking ass. Sure, but at this point, he's like 74 now, so yeah, he's, he's probably not going to be working a And he's lot. still awesome. I love Danny. Yeah. Good follow on Twitter. All right, so we are ready, I guess, to yeah. deck the podcast. A couple more interesting notes that well, I'll leave. Well, no, it's going to be fun because I'll mention it. It's not going to be fun. Later. <laughs> okay, fine. So here's the most interesting thing that I found about it. And, when, when I, and it wasn't interesting until I watched it is that Matthew Broderick spent two months learning how to speed skate to do that scene. Oh, no. <laughs> two months? Oh, no. How do you spend two months learning how to speed well, skate and look like you're speed skating? Uh, can't you just shoot around it? Yeah, can't you just get a double? Did you notice? It could have been anything. Like He probably right. was like so pissed because he's like, I did all this extra work. And then when you see the scene, you're like, oh, it doesn't even fucking matter. I could have gone out there the first time and looked like I was hugging the wall at the rotor, roller rink and nobody would have known. You don't even need to be on skates. No. Nope. You can have a guy be on skates and everything that you're in is shot from the waist up. Yeah, it's... Uh, wow, how disappointing. Yeah, yeah, that's stupid. Oh, man. Poor guy. Uh, even though I just threw him under the bus and now I'm saying, poor guy. Oh, I feel bad for him now. <laughs> I think he's got it okay. Poor Broderick. Well, he's married to Sarah Jessica Parker. I thought they got divorced. Okay. Oh, well, I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah. There was talk of divorce. I don't, you may mean, I think they're a fine pair. Oh, she's so gross. Um, okay. Open on Broderick. Uh, he is the town optometrist. Optometrist? Optometrist, that thing. In a very wholesome small town, basically. Like picturesque Norman Rockwell setting type shit. Inner East or West Massachusetts, say. Yeah, right, right, right. Uh, Stephen King might spend some time there, you might say. He might. Yeah. I uh, liked it. Uh, yeah, it's a nice whiskey, time. yeah. <laughs> Except there's no whiskey there. There's no drinking in this town. No, there's not. One guy has a beer light later. Um, He goes through town after giving this lady an eye exam, and she's snarky, and it's dumb, and uh, he meets the mayor who also runs the general goods store, I guess. And uh, there's lots of foreshadowing being thrown in our face right here because the, t- the tree is getting set up and the mayor's like, hey, by the way, the sheriff dresses like a lady. And 
We had to use this Marilyn Monroe doll from my wife's collection because we couldn't get a big enough star. Yeah, so uh, remember that later, uh, dear li- uh, viewer. And uh, he goes home to his uh, very dweeby family, uh, the dweebs, as it were. Um, he is He's having a, dinner with a sweater and a tie on. He is. His wife makes cookbooks, but apparently sucks at cooking. She, yeah, she compiles cookbooks and then recipes. His daughter's maybe from yep. uh, Russian development, and his son is having an existential crisis. Uh, yeah, I think he's discovered the powers of his penis. He says that he's 10, and all he's really done is beat Halo and Legendary, which is pretty good. Uh-huh. I think he's in a good spot. Yeah, no, he's right on track. Yeah. Ooh, man, at 10 years old, I was I had accomplished much more than that. You had uh, collected a mass of She-Ra figures. And He-Man. And He-Man, so... Uh, I'd uh, seen my weenie dog hump my barbie couch multiple okay. times. All right, all right, check, check on that. <laughs> and the weenie dog that hunt my couch also bit my little brother in the so, wiener. Yep, check on that. You are ahead. <laughs> I am ahead of that ten year old in life. I would say a good comparative though would be if you had beaten Mario World all ninety six stars. <sighs> Whatever. Did you do that? No. Well, then you suck. I don't play video games. I don't play video games. Your life is a failure. No, my life is awesome. You're sitting in a basement on a podcast talking about Deck the Halls. It's all over. (laughs) Yeah. Whatever. This is just, I'm I'm working up to my peak. It's taken, what, three years now? How long have we been doing this? She's got three years. We're on her sixth, Jackie. Six years. I'm still working up to that peak. But, uh, you know, eventually this whole podcasting thing is going to pay off for me because you guys are going to look back on it and when I'm dead, when I'm like 110, mm-hmm. and you guys are going to be like, oh, I just wish I could hear her voice one more time. And then they'll turn on the podcast where I'm like, penis! And, Dog farts! Yeah. Talking about penises and poop and everything else <laughs> that I like to talk about on these shows. Uh, you know, and you'll be like, I can die happy now. I have one question. Are you going to stop talking so we can get back to Deck the Halls? I, well, I, think, I figured if we just, you know, put in some colorful stories here uh, and there, we could uh, make but, it more interesting. About penis biting. Um, Broderick's character, Steve, he's like uh, the king of Christmas in the town. He's super jacked for it. He organizes everything. It's his big thing. It's Christmas time. Now he finally gets to uh, take off the Bruce Wayne mask and put on the Batman cowl, as it were, for Christmas. Very organized about it. Crosses mm-hmm. all the T's, dots all the I's. The lowercase J's. Um, he goes to bed and, with his wife, and they're very bland, uh, no humping. And uh, he hears a moving truck come in. It turns out it's a moving truck, but it sounds like it's goddamn the hillbillies are moving in. Like, sure. Pew! Beverly where do you get this? Yeah, where do you get this fucking rental truck? It's called the You Drop It. <laughs> That's what it said on the side of the truck. Right. <laughs> I thought Which that wasn't was... funny when we were watching it, but it's apparently funny well, now. Because the truck is You Drop It. You drop it off a cliff. Like, yeah. this truck is a piece of shit. Why did you rent this one? Uh-huh. It's cheap. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I guess. Um, so he's got new neighbors moving in. Turns out it's Danny DeVito and his family. Uh, buddy and his, his wife. wife and two daughters. We get a little foreshadowing with a Christmas bulb, too, though. Drops one on the ground. Hmm. 
The next morning, the neighbors, uh, they show up on his porch, on uh, Steve's porch, introduce themselves. Uh, they're stealing his paper. Yeah. Let's not mention yeah, words okay, here. Yeah, they're, they're supposed to be like, instantly, you're supposed to be like, wow, what scumbags? These neighbors are going to really suck. But immediately, I'm more identifying with Buddy and his family than I am with Steve and his family. Well, they're both dicks. I guess we learned that yeah. halfway through. Uh he does steal the paper and his coffee, though. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Steve's wiener comes out. Steve's dick is out. <laughs> yeah. It's, I guess, what happened. In front yeah. of his house. When when the wife comes over from next door, uh-huh. his wiener comes out. And I'm like, uh, so oh, it looks are we... like we got a little friend. Doesn't show it, though. Yeah. Just... So he, he got a hard on when the neighbor wife came yeah, over does he have morning wood or does he just have like really loose boxers where you know you stand a certain way and it's like hey i feel a draft i used to have a set that the leg holes were too small uh-huh. and they would uh catch on my thighs and then they would open it up and my wiener would fall out yeah. <laughs> so maybe he's got that going on mm. i also had a pair of underwear that I refused to throw away for a long time that ended up being like just a loincloth. <laughs> it was funny because I ended up like just out of nowhere, like hooking up with some girl at a bar. Like this is 15 years ago, right? And oh, I oh. realized <laughs> yeah, this was a long time ago, everybody. Where, yeah, because the magic ain't working anymore. <laughs> let me tell you. Uh, so. I realized as I'm about to take my pants off, I'm like, oh, shit, I got the loincloth undies on. <laughs> And it became a focal point of conversation for a little bit where, like, it almost didn't happen because she's like, you're fucking, why don't you throw those away? Those aren't underwear anymore. There's just a flap in front and back. I'm still protecting my pants, I guess, from my balls, sort of. <laughs> from an accosted. Kind of. Kind of. Um, I have a Christmas story. Actually, sure. About wiener flopping out. My uh, early in Jackie and I's marriage, my uh, father and mother-in-law bought me some pajamas for Christmas. Sure. And as I opened these pajamas up, I realized that they didn't have a button where the dick is. Uh. So there's just a gaping hole, potentially. And when you get something for Christmas with uh, my particular in-laws, you pretty much have to use it in front of them. And the whole time I'm unwrapping this, I'm like, my in-laws are going to see my junk sometime. Like, I'm going to sit weirdly and I'm going to have it come out. And uh, so now I just can never wear those pajamas around them. <laughs> just put a tube sock on your junk. <laughs> like, why is there a sock coming out of your pajamas? Like, well, it's better than my dick. <laughs> it's hey. a condom. You never know. You yeah. know I'm, I'm safety first. <laughs> well, you never know because I, I saw your dad's wiener. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that does happen. <laughs> In the hospital when he was like, woo, lifting up his gown, showing yeah. all the nurses. I'm like, I guess okay. every, maybe everybody just sees everybody's wiener. Maybe maybe we're making a bigger deal out of Broderick's wiener coming out in yeah. front of his neighbors. Like, this is just a slice of life thing. Again, Norman Rockwell painted that one shot where the doctor's wiener is out while sure. he's giving the kid a physical. You know, that one. That's what he was doing? I don't know. <laughs> My, what was the doctor's name? Jerry Sandusky? <laughs> Too soon? <laughs> What, is it too uh, soon still? What yes, meaning are you referring to? I think, soon. I think that joke got really steered in a bad direction and unintentionally. I've been uh, drinking and driving the joke machine. Um, okay, so so they uh, there's some animosity immediately. And uh, he, uh, Buddy's wife comes over and she's instantly friends with Steve's wife. Uh, despite the fact that uh, 
they're very different personalities. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm able to get on board with this because I was immediately I do identify that they're both married to dickheads. Yeah, right. So they just need somebody to talk to. Yeah, they're they're yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Good good explanation, Sam. Um and of course he's got two twin daughters who are volleyball players yeah um that's not what i was i was trying to think of a kind word dude they're like six feet five and all legs uh-huh um and they're scandalous they're e- la kind e- of teenagers eager put it that way hey what's wrong with la eager um they're sluts they're thirsty these, are, these yeah. are thirsty bitches. <laughs> these are thirsty bitches. And they're not real bright. They're like their mother. They're not very bright. You you might see these uh, ladies on an NFL boat party, per se. You know, uh, Matt Stafford's there throwing touchdowns, per se. <laughs> I guess those boxers show up at the Minnesota boat parties, too. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> my wiener just won't stay in these things. Uh, my nose did all this coke because of my boxer shorts. <laughs> That too. <laughs> All right, so um, uh, it's awkward, but we cut back to Buddy's first day on sales job. He's a car salesman, and sure. apparently he's like Hall of Fame salesman guy. Condoms to a nun. Yeah, uh, pussy to a prostitute. Eyes to an Eskimo. He sells a car to the owner of the car dealership. Yep. Right, because these three jack-offs are like, oh, I bet you can't sell that guy. We bet you three grand you can't $3, sell that guy. $3,000. Yeah. You know, I know a little bit about car dealerships. You can't throw $3,000 around on it. You never know when you're going to make your next sale. Exactly. And then the sales staff seems way too large for this town. Yeah, right. It's a really small town, and they've got 15 sales guys. Yeah, they're like max. There's like, what, like 2,000 people that live in this town? If... Yeah, if this was a 2,000-person town, this car dealership's main sales force would be the owner and his wife. Right. And they have to, like, sell pickles on the side. On the They're side. They're pickle farmers, too. They come out of the boxer shorts. <laughs> it's in the gag gift aisle for yeah. town when you're, you know, a tourist. Look at these pickle shorts. <laughs> Must happen around here a lot. My pickle de- definitely fall out of those. Um so he's the best salesman ever, but he hates it. He, it's not his passion. He just keeps bouncing from town to town, trying to find the right job for himself so that he can feed his own uh, life Inner, existence. He's looking for something to fill his soul. Yeah, his it is empty. It sounds like you. What? Huh? Me? Yeah. What? I have you guys. My soul is filled. Whatever. <laughs> Half if, if empty, you, half full, whichever you want. If I would have not <laughs> bought you a dog, then, you know, we probably would have moved six times by now. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, yeah. All right. So his daughters show him basically Google Earth. But what's it called? It's like My the, Earth. My Earth, yeah. And it works a little different than our Google Earth. It gives you the command of a satellite yeah. at any point in time uh-huh. to uh, pinpoint any location you need. Right. And it's all live, real-time yep. satellite tracking. Yeah. I mean, you basically are NORAD. They've got Kumar in the headquarters. They do? <laughs> they have a headquarters that's live. It's got people there making sure that the My Earth is looking at things. Right. It's, it's like uh, 
the Department of Urgency, Emergency Management with uh, Tommy Lee Jones and Volcano. Yeah, it's actually more like the, there's a room like this in Geostorm. Yeah, right. Whatever. But, there's a room like this in Jurassic Park where nobody's <laughs> doing anything. I mean, really? yeah. where are you guys poking holes in the G's for? Okay, that's, every movie's got one of these rooms. Yeah. It's the room where Samuel Jackson's like, hold on to your butts. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> All right, so uh, we've got we've got some Google Earth going on for foreshadowing. Yeah. Uh, then Buddy takes out the trash and steps on the Christmas bulb, almost completing foreshadowing, but it's just foreshadowing something more. Because what the Christmas bulb does is give him an idea. Yeah. We don't even know what the idea is, so more foreshadowing. The first eight lines of my notes out of 10 have the word foreshadowing in it god damn it i hate foreshadowing now uh, i think that for the listener's sake we ought to let them know that back in the early days of christmas bulbs we had too much foreshadowing they were glass oh right 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 they weren't plastic like they are now so if you're young and you're listening yes the christmas bulbs used to be made out of glass <laughs> there's also the word catalog in this movie you're young yeah. and you're listening and you're confused about who jerry sandusky is um write in and tell me to stop telling that joke because it's just not it'll always be too soon uh how about larry nasser can we do him yet i uh, no. okay well it's too bad he looks like the Truckee River Killer, just so you know. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, the first time I saw Larry Nassar on television getting busted for the gymnastics things, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> the Truckee River Killer. No, he's, some people you, like, hire, like, this is the guy, really? <laughs> His resume must be great because he's obviously a serial killer. Yeah. Oh, uh, let's bring in our next candidate. Uh, yeah, can you help me get this couch in the van first, though? <laughs> <laughs> You're hired. What's in that that? That seems awfully large for a rug. Uh, oh, so we put the TPS reports in the bucket? Um. Or we get the hose again? <laughs> <laughs> Just move on. Okay. All right, so uh, he hashes this plan where he's going to put so much Christmas lights on his house that uh, my earth will see it because he can't see his house right now. He's the only one in town who's you can't see his house. It doesn't make so they, chop down some trees, I guess, is what the film is implying. You can't see it because of the trees around his house or he's in like a valley or he lives underground. His valley girls don't know how to use the Internet. Right? Yeah, probably. Well, That's you it. know, and they're saying, oh, you can see the house across the street because it's big. His house is pretty big. It's as big as Yeah, Steve's. it's it's just shorter. It's got a gambrel roof instead of a conventional. Other than that, it's probably bigger inside. Oh, who the fuck are you, Frank Lloyd Wright? What the hell's a gambrel roof? Like a barn style. Oh, man. I didn't know this was fancy talk. I thought this was shitty dick joke movie. Shitty joke movie podcast. Well, he has a shrub that looks like a wiener. <laughs> all right. All right. Now we're back on now track. We're back on track. All right. Here we okay, go. So he starts putting up uh, the Christmas lights at three in the morning with the sonic stapler, I guess, because it's, it's supremely loud. It travels yeah. across the neighborhood, wakes Steve up, and he's like, what is going on? I got to go over there and shut this shit down. Yep. 3 a.m., buddy. Knock it off. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the only time we ever yell at our neighbors is when their dogs shit in our front yard. Like, just and we after can the see storm. them. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that's a. Mm. We don't go across the street, though, when there's noise in the middle of the night because <laughs> I don't know. We're passed out drunk, so it doesn't matter. They're not going to wake us up. Right. True. Thank <laughs> God we, for we Valium. We don't yell at the people late at night because they're the ones <laughs> yelling at us. <laughs> We just wave. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So he still can't see his house on, on Google Earth. 
so he needs even more lights. Even yep. though Steve is like, dude, you can't put up these lights. It's Christmas. Christmas time. And that's, you know, I hate it. But I like it. I don't know. Why is he such a fuddy-duddy immediately? He's the boss of Christmas. Yeah, but it seems like he's like mad about Christmas lights. Not that somebody else is putting up Christmas lights because he doesn't have any Christmas lights on his house. Yeah. Yeah. See, here's the thing, Justin, is that we are those people that are the Danny DeVitos of the neighborhood where our lights flash and keep everybody up all night. Right. Sure. And we put out a fuckload of them. Uh Uh-huh. So we don't have that because our lights are blocking anybody else's two or three strands that are across the street. But I would encourage somebody to have even more lights if they wanted to. Yeah. But, you know... um. Maybe it's because he likes the old-fashioned Christmas. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Because yeah. like, if you like look at their house, Bing right? Crosby type shit or something? Right. They don't have any lights up. Uh-huh. They uh-huh. have the um, the strung garland around their fence. Uh-huh. And so I'm thinking that he's more into the classic Christmas sure. before, you know, the lights and the extravaganza of everything. So yeah. he's he is a rotten apple. He actually says at the beginning when they're putting the tree up in the middle of the town, he's like, not too many lights. What a, what a fucking... Fuddy duddy. That's well, the only thing I can call him is yeah. a fuddy duddy. And then if you look at it in the town, all the signs are not electric in that too. So it's just uh, one of those quiet places. Who hurt him? <laughs> you want to know if the diner's open? You just have to look for the candle in the window. Diner's yeah. closed at six. Yeah, exactly. A.M. <laughs> um. So, anyways, the next day, uh, uh, Steve is uh. They're, this family is doing their sweater picture, their annual sweater picture. They all put on the same dumb, ugly Christmas sweater and get in front of the hearth and yeah. take a photo. So and then they put it up on the wall. What happened in this scene is I had to look up to see how old Maybe was when she shot the movie and she's only 16. Damn it. Okay. Yeah. So where are you going to go with that, Sam? Now Not that you've, anywhere. Uh, you've set something up that clearly makes you look like a terrible person. Well, it's not my fault. They're the ones that put those cans in the movie. And like, is she of age? Because they need to put more clothes on her. Yeah, they really did. Uh, it's, it's not her fault. She not. just was born with huge knockers. But I was like, oh, no, she's only 16. Yikes. Those are huge for a 16-year-old. Wow. Now that's out there. <laughs> well, I didn't want to do it. It was okay. Just move was, on quick before he talks too much. More. John White sale. It was him. He's the guy. Uh, all right. So, um, but he can't because his family gets distracted by Buddy has bought a sleigh, uh, a Santa sleigh, and two horses that he strapped uh, reindeer, fake reindeer antlers. Uh, correction. He did not buy these horses. He said he found them on the outskirts right. of town. Right. So they could be wild horses? Or they're like Jippo horses? Yeah, like, they're gypsy horses that he stole? find horses anywhere. That's the fucking thing. Horses are more expensive than cars. Right. No one just leaves them about. That is not true. The gypsies in England do. They do actually just have, like, okay. if you see a horse on the side of the road in England, don't go fucking near it because the gypos are right there. Okay. And well, then you'll have to get into a pikey fight. In America. And then they'll. Horses are very expensive. And then Bricktop will burn your fucking family yeah, to the ground. Sure. And then uh, you get your revenge at the end and Maybe. say, don't go to England. Uh-huh. <laughs> Great movie. He stole these horses. He could be hanged. He stole these horses. Horse theft, I believe, even in Massachusetts, is a capital punishment crime. I think you can still hang somebody in Oklahoma for it. But he's like, screw this, dude. Families wanting to take a picture in the sleigh. And he's like, no, get out of the sleigh, kid. And then the sleigh, this horses get spooked. And then Buddy's on a ride to Death Town. Comedy set piece. Yep. 
or is it? Is it? <sighs> it's pretty hard to. It's pretty hard to watch. They it's like munchy. It's munchy bad. Yeah, and it's actually worse because munchy at least picked one process to do the stupid bullshit. Mm. They did green screen. They did rear projection. They did it all. Yep. And you can tell shot to shot that it's not the same fucking process. It looks terrible. Yeah, no, it sucks. And it ends with him getting led through town, everybody almost dying, and him ending up in the lake. Dying. Dying. Because they're not going to get to him fast enough. No. They don't even know where he is. Well, not to mention that he would have died as soon as the sleigh disconnected from the horses. True. Yeah. Because the they, it, the sleigh the front of the sleigh would have dropped, mm-hmm. and it would have gotten caught on the pavement, and the momentum would have flipped that over, and he either would have been caught underneath and died, or he would have been flung into a tree and speared. Or he gets flung directly into a dumpster, and then the lid closes on top of him, and the movie credits roll. <laughs> yeah. That's what I would have liked. And then Oscar the Grouch is like, quit with all the racket. And put your dick back in your pants. And what is your wiener out for? <laughs> Wait, why is me my wiener out? What? His wiener's always out. You just can't see it because he's in a trash can. <laughs> yeah, dude. You notice he never gets out of the trash can. Right, yeah. Um, okay, so they save him somehow, put him in the minivan, and take him to the hospital rather than an ambulance. And he's in the back seat. He wakes up with uh, naked with uh, Buddy right yeah, there on top of him. Buddy's huddling body warmth. Yeah, it's hot. There's your steamy sex scene, Sam. There's more mm. non-hilarity. Well, you know what's weird is that um, Matthew Broderick's face during the scene actually looked weird. Like he was legitimately frozen or something. Because oh, his one to, eye yeah. was just like kind of creeped out. It, it was on, if, you wa- if you're watching it, it's on the left-hand side. And it, it looks like his eye has been, like, bad facelift or something because it's droopier than the other one. And hmm. Maybe, maybe um, you know, to immerse himself full, more fully into the role after finding out that his speed skating wasn't going to be a thing, he had uh, he went in and had stroke surgery. And uh, that's how he uh, got yeah. that. Yeah. So maybe he just, like, froze half of his face. He's into method acting. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, then maybe DeVito, like, got into method acting, too, and he was actually naked and put his dick on Broderick's leg. Right. Oh, I would do it. They would just, what? I would do it, and I would make sure that it was slightly sticky. What? He's trying to stick to his leg here, and so it would be like this when you peel it off. Now, slightly sticky as from, like, Like showering or like, jack off (laughs) and let it just hang out on your stuff. It's just, you know, that hot, (laughs) sticky munge dick, Mm. you Mm -hmm. know, where you haven't washed it in a while. Right. And then snuggle a man. Yeah. Right. Stick it up there and, like, <laughs> That's the sound it would make when it peel off, like the back on a leather couch. You know, yeah. like 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 your uh, Marlon Brando. Like, he, I heard, uh, put his dick on a lot of people. He put his dick in a lot of people and on in. I guess on sex in with on. What did Quincy Jones said that he would fuck a mailbox? <laughs> what? How do you? I don't know. And that's the how weirdest do you fuck thing. Him? A because if he can fuck a mailbox and it feels good for him, more power to you, buddy. <laughs> You've got a record dick, but. That's just a weird thing to say, though, too. Like, <laughs> but that was Quincy Jones' way of saying that he didn't care. He would have sex with anybody. Okay. All right. So, all yeah, right. apparently we'll Marlon mailbox. Brando would fuck a mailbox. There you go. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. Hmm. All right. So. He's not alive anymore. No. Oh, God. There we go. Once again. That night, uh, it's clear to 
Steve that the neighborhood is going downhill and he's losing control of the situation because the entire town is there looking at uh, Buddy's Christmas light display. There's honking, there's shouting, there's too many people on his little tiny quiet neighborhood street. And they're, you know, his wife and his daughters are out there. Danny DeVito's family uh-huh, uh-huh. is out there giving away like little candy canes right, and glow right, right. sticks. You yeah. know, they're encouraging people to come by. They're really getting into it. But he thinks that uh, Buddy is stealing his power, that he's jacked into his system and is, you know, st- stealing his juice. He is. Yeah, he is. Um, so he's like, oh, I'm going to take this shit down. I, I fucking hate this crap. But uh, the next day they all go to get trees together. He's so concerned about it. That he doesn't take a walk around his house to see if anything's Correct. plugged into it. Right, indeed. Uh, they go to get trees together, though. Is like, you know, neighbors, I guess. I don't know if they pre-plan sure. this date or whatever. But uh, Steve has got his own trees at the tree dealership. <laughs> I don't know if it's like... I think he's actually fenced off part of the forest. <laughs> yeah, it says Finch I... family uh, plot or whatever. So and he, it's got the same white picket fence uh-huh. that he has around his current house. So he has illegally... Fenced off part of the forest. Far, okay. All right. I thought that this was a tree dealership. No. Huh. What a dick. Yeah, he's a dick. Yeah, you can't do that. Those are not your trees, dude. You don't own he the trees. He said that he planted these trees. Doesn't he's got matter. the next five years. They're all our trees. Whatever. I mean, not if you put a picket fence around it. I guess not. No, if you buy the land, you can put a fence on it. But you can't just put a fence in the forest and call it yours. You know, I'm so if you like it, you should have put a fence on it. Yeah. Oh, 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 Take that, Beyonce. (laughs) Jay Z already did. Oh, Oh, Jay Z Um, hasn't done anything in 15 (laughs) fucking years. You put a fence on it. Um, but (laughs) Buddy has managed to knock over a gas can somehow because I guess it's for his chainsaw. Uh, Steve is using an axe to chop down his tree yeah. and the flint that's in the axe. When you hit, uh, hits it, the tree I don't know. And you causes must, a fire. I, I, and I'll take it because I'm a lot more familiar with being a lumberjack than you apparently. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Whenever you cut down a tree with an axe, fire just shoots out <laughs> everywhere. I've seen it happen, dude. Or it could have been the rebar that was uh, there to hold the tree up so that it would grow straight. What? You guys didn't see that? Yeah, they were there was a the piece of up. rebar right there, and he hit the rebar, and that's what caused the sparks. Oh, God damn it. What does it matter? Sparks don't like gas. Gas's no. flashpoint's really kind of high. It's super high, and that limited amount of gas in snow, mind you, would pretty much quench itself immediately. It's not on top of the trees. It's in the fucking snow, this gasoline. Not to mention the trees are planted. They're full, They're completely green. They've been snowed on. These trees don't burn down. Let's just try to cut them down with an axe because fire shoots out. Uh, oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a, a little-known phenomenon called uh, St. Uh, Schmelmo's fire. St. <laughs> Elmo's bullshit. <laughs> you know, I'm going to say that it's not true because, you know, I've smoked by plenty of gas cans. And I've I've smoked by in gas stations yeah, right I, next to the pump yeah, while I'm I, pumping my gas, and yeah, nothing's exactly. ever happened to me. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, the the attendant came out and started screaming at me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I saw a flash in the rearview mirror, some noise. Yeah, but I was fine. Yeah, got my gas, drove away. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Um. So his trees are gone. He get he doesn't have a tree. It's he gets a little crappy Charlie Brown tree instead because yeah. it has to be a certain one, right? A certain... A silver noble. Mm, yeah. Yes, the mightiest of all. I remembered that from whatever reason. Fir trees. 
Uh, the, the town now considers Buddy the Christmas guy. He's the Christmas expert, and they're sure. all coming to him for Christmas advice because that's a thing. Um, and uh, Steve is quite upset about this. He's been dethroned as Christmas guy. So now the competition is really heating up. The mayor even asks him Christmas guy questions. Yeah, whoa. That's too, Who, a line too far. It is. And Steve, can't. he can't take it. Right, so that night... Uh, again, it's Christmas bullshit at uh, Buddy's house, and Steve is trying to have his annual Christmas bullshit, which is he's got the town choir there to go caroling, and it's all very prim and professional and, you know, all planned and certain set lists. He's he has songbooks that yeah. he's printed out. Right, 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 right. He's made it as not fun as it can possibly be. Right, but they get easily distracted because Billy or Buddy's got the hottest jam of the Christmas season yeah. playing next door. <laughs> Number one Christmas jam. I don't even, it's like, ooh, ooh, it's Christmas, yo. Yeah, it's little. It's Lil Wayne. Is it? Lil Wayne doing Christmas time. Does he have Christmas? What? <laughs> Yeah, Xmas. <laughs> that was little John. Wrap it up for I don't what? Little Wayne, little John. Little John's the one. Who's like, yeah, little Debbie. You know, they're all the same. Little Debbie, <laughs> she makes delicious snack cakes. Cupcakes. Who? What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So um, his daughter Mimi is also hooking up with Sailor. <laughs> <laughs> These are these sailor. It's a three. There's three sailors and one maybe. <laughs> like a cartoon sailors there. It's not. These aren't. These are. These are real men. Yeah. They're gonna do bad things. Um, it's like uh, it's like the Watchmen, like like the comedian in Vietnam. Sure, they're no. They're, get your daughter away from grown ass sailors away from war. They're on leave from war is the line later in the movie in mass inland, Massachusetts. Like they've come a long way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This must be a, a known uh, area for such behaviors. Right? <laughs> I'll just go get a 15 year old at yeah. uh, the tiniest town I can find. <laughs> what state are we in? It's you have a map printed out with. Numbers that are in the teens, so you know where you're at. I mean, I think you can get. You're, wait, you're going out with a quarterback, and he's a senior. You're not even supposed to be dating right now. That's a little less. No, those than are three grown ass men picking up a 15 year old. Oh yeah. come on, they're go also going to get the twins from across the street. Uh, okay. So and these these ladies that makes are, it uh, so that so things aren't going one. in your 15 year old's butt later. We don't see that. We only see her and three sailors. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm making an assumption there. Yeah. Ass. Assumption. What's what's that called, uh, Brett Kavanaugh? The Devil's Triangle. <laughs> it's a drinking game. <laughs> I like beer. <laughs> what's wrong with me drinking a little beer? <laughs> Just so you know, I love it. <laughs> I'll punch you. <laughs> beer. Uh, on the Supreme Court. So cool. So cool. So cool. Um, so he goes to tell Sheriff, the Sheriff, the band, you know, Sheriff, sheriff Dave, <laughs> Sheriff Dave, uh, the things have gone too far. and He wants to file a complaint against Buddy. Yeah, but he can't because he's he doesn't like ladies underwear on a man. Uh huh. Oh, no, wait, you got to back up here. Okay. 
he he goes to go do it, but he's trying to get out of his driveway, and he's been blocked in oh, by a caravan. Yeah. Do we have to? And a truck, and it ends up that between the two, they rip his doors off. Yeah, okay, so great. it destroys his car. Well, you need to mention it because of what happens later. <sighs> yeah, nice. because of how not funny it is as well. This is its second real big laugh that the movie's going for. Yeah, and it sucks. Um. Anyways, yeah, he runs away from Sheriff Dave because he's wearing ladies' underwear. He can't go through with filing a complaint because he sees Sheriff Dave in a thong. Yeah. Well, that's how uptight and traditional he is. He runs away from it? Yeah, he's like, nope, nope, I can't, I can't. I I can't go through with this because that man's wearing ladies' underwear. Yep. Yeah, he can't face him. And we're supposed to like him? No, he's a dickhead. I said this from the beginning. Like, you can't have your... A protagonist be this big of a fucking tool. Yeah, he's a dickhead, and so's Buddy. Oh, god damn it! Okay, so uh, that doesn't get done. So instead, he's gonna sabotage his lights with the help of his son. So he straps his son on top of a fucking goddamn power line pole. Uh, cool, safety first, and uh, gets in his uh Mission Impossible gear. Yeah, and breaks in next door, slips in some camel shit. And then gets spit gack in his face yeah, by it's a camel. A lot of really not funny stuff. Uh huh. Uh huh. Over and over again. And his, well, you're supposed to think it's hilarious. Well, of course. But his son not. falls to his death. Right. He dies. Yeah. Um. Actually, he he got cold and uh, he forgot mittens, and so instead of climbing down where his hands would stick to those little ladders, yeah. he climbed out onto the power so lines. What, uh, and then uh, got electrocuted to death, and all that was left was his skeleton. No, he tried to <laughs> undo his grip, and the skin came off of his hands, and he fell. And the corner's like, look at his little hands. The skin is still on the telephone pole. Jackie, how did he die? How do you kill the skin? <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that uh, he gets his first boner, and he looks down, he's like, what the? Oh, yeah, because there's the... Uh, the twins are pillow fighting. Right, right, right. So his boner knocks him off the telephone pole. And his boner is such a power boner that it touches the uh, the metal rods from the uh, ladder and the power lines at the same time. He gets his dick frozen to the, the, the ladder and electrocuted on his way down. But, Combination of all three deaths in one. No, that's a superhero origin story right there. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> You're he's taking gonna, it too far, sir. Yeah, right there. Now he's going to get up. He's got weird hair, and he's going to give those twins the shocker. <laughs> oh, my God. It's illegal in 43 states. He gets the power off. He throws a snowball on the fuse, blo- fuse the box, fuck? and that shuts it all down. But it doesn't work anyways because Buddy has got a giant backup generator. So yep. lights are back on. Great. But Buddy knows about the sabotage. So he's like, that's it. That's the last straw. I want my swing line stapler back. And he steals the town's Christmas tree. Yeah. Breaks into Steve's house in the middle of the night with a 12-foot tree filled with ornaments. Yeah. And sets it in his living room. Sure. Without anybody noticing. Right, with a cup of coffee and his morning paper mm-hmm, and a mm-hmm, note. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also he got him a new car. Yeah. It's parked outside. It's a Chrysler. Nice. Um, You know it's what? Like I'm going to pass, buddy. Did they even really make that car? <laughs> the Chrysler 
it's, Durango? Yeah, I, it's just a Durango. But I don't remember him actually releasing that. Because nobody buys Chrysler, Sam. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody we know would buy a Chrysler. Dear listener, if you have a Chrysler, I'm sorry for everything. I'm sorry for what life has done to you. <laughs> Sorry about the shit bread that's been served up on a platter because you got a Chrysler. What? You know, during the late Reagan administration, we all wanted a LeBaron. <laughs> yeah, that's those were cool. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh yeah, the LeBaron. Uh, Chrysler's. So he's like, "Wow, great! Thanks. You've really things are awesome now. Thanks, buddy. What a guy!" And Buddy's like, "He he he." Because Buddy has stolen the car from the dealership, forged his signature onto the contract, and now Steve has a lease on his car. Bought that he a can't car afford. from Buddy. Yeah. For he took a third of the commission off. Yeah. So Buddy's making money on the side of his felony. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and he like Steve is like goes down to the dealership and is like, you know what? We're gonna get in fisticuffs. Let's go outside and fight. No, you don't say a word to fucking buddy. You go into his manager's office and say, you slide the fucking piece of paper over and be like, yeah, look at this. Buddy is then fired, and arrested, and thrown in fucking prison. He is. And you never have to deal with him again until he gets out and wants revenge. <laughs> gets the man that wronged him. Deck the halls too. The Punisher. Take the halls to Sunday bloody Christmas. <laughs> exactly. It doesn't really matter, though, anyways, because Buddy basically gets fired because he's not going to fucking work. He has been on this job for less than a week. Yeah. And the, he gets called into the sales manager's office and he's like, your numbers are low. You he's, used to be the top. <laughs> you know, you're like, wait, I've seen him at work once. He sold a car. If he sells another one this month. I think he's doing okay. I yeah, can't remember right, how that works. Right. Your numbers are down, buddy. Well, it's because I'm not coming to work. That's right. You're not coming to work at all because you've been here on the job for three days and you don't come to work. So I think you're fired. I don't know. I'm kind of led to believe that this is taking place over the course of all of December. That no, he moves in on December 1st. Are you not paying attention to the to the title cards that are in the front the movie that say what day we're on? We're only on Christmas 10th and the movie started on December 3rd. Christmas, Christmas 10th? 10th. 10th of Christmas. <laughs> mm, the movie started on the 1st. Oh, yeah. 1st of Christmas. Yeah. Right. You're right. I, I, You know, I saw the little house thing, and uh -huh. I know that the end of the movie ends on the 24th right. or 25th, so I know that it's happening over a course of a month. The entire movie. This is the 10th. He's been on the job for less than a week. Or a week. Or a week. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think he's fired. Um. It's festival time, the big Christmas festival. They've made a bet. Yeah. Speed skating. Who's the better speed skater? Uh, whoever wins the speed skating event is going to either pay for the car or turn off the Christmas lights. And this is really where we see how big of a dick Steve really is because he speed skated in college, mm -hmm. which I guess you can do. Uh, right. Sure. Maybe. I, I'm right. sure you probably can someplace. Someplace, right? Yeah. Uh, and it's part of the festival right. for him to beat everybody in town at the thing that he's good at. Every year. What a fucking dick. What a dick. Ugh. Speed skating festival with a town of 2,000 people. Are you kidding me right now? Well, you know, the mayor tried. Yeah, and uh, had, Fred Armisen and his wife tried too. <laughs> they're supposed to be foreigners. 
I can't tell if they're foreigners. Yeah, I don't know what what's going on. I there. think that they're. Um, this is my wife. Yeah, I think that they're German, or just Borat in general. There, it's nondescript where those people are yeah. from. But they're from uh, Parmistan. Yeah, they're from Parmistan. Before the competition goes down, though, they've finally they've realized, hey, man, maybe we've taken things too far. Let's try to find some common ground. And then the Santa babies come out on stage and they're like, hey, you like butts, right? Like, hey, what, where, what is the common ground that we can find? Oh, let's start catcalling these people on stage, regardless of who they are. Exactly. Yeah, because this is a small town and it's never going to come back to haunt me. And it's 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 pretty filthy shit that they're saying it's not there's no swear words but it's still jump on this boner yeah who's teenage your daddy? girls who's your daddy who's your daddy who would say that out who loud would say that out loud that man belongs behind bars yeah yuck but sure enough they turn around it's their daughters hey it's our we're the daddies so then Whoa. what you do if you've done that to uh you know, make things okay mm-hmm. is you put holy water in your eyes. Right, 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 right. Yeah, because it's your eyes that, yeah. that are the problem. The The bad thing has happened to your eyes. Not to your fucking 15-year-old daughter who just got sexualized by your fucking ass. Yeah. she She's fine. You know, she doesn't have to go to the fucking shrink for the rest of her life because her dad said, show me your tits. Yeah, she doesn't. She's, don't worry about her. She doesn't need to. Yeah. She'll sort it out with those sailors later. <laughs> Yeah, dude, if you're going to get on stage in a pair of fishnets and a skirt that barely covers oh, you're, your Oh, you're asking for your dad to be like, I want your pussy, girl. Whoa. Whoa. That went to a dark place. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. It's gross. okay. Like, it's your fault. No, fuck them. That's gross. Also, the mayor should have some fault in this as Yeah, well. the mayor yeah, should have put a stop to I this. I think that this is okay. Yeah, I mean, everybody's in trouble here. So, anyways, it's race time. And the mayor really screws over Steve. Uh, knocks him down, yeah. makes him go backwards, hijinks aplenty, and it ends with Buddy winning. Yay. Yay, Buddy. So Steve has to pay for the car now. But he's like, oh, yeah, well, you still can't see your house from space, you son of a bitch. Yep. Yeah, he's a terrible loser. Mm-hmm. At no point do you ever like this character. No, Steve sucks. But Buddy is also not helping the cause because he sells his wife's family heirloom, his mother's, or his gram, her grandmother's vase, as it were, to buy more Christmas lights. This thing's like Genghis Khan's urn. Mm-hmm. It's this is sweet. like really nice. Yeah, it's uh, probably why not the, theirs. Why the fuck does she have it? It belongs in a museum. Yeah, Indiana Jones should come kill all these people. <laughs> he should do it. Except maybe. And but he'd see and the kid, the kid that he can live to. All he, the kids can live, but the parents need to die. Indiana Jones would swing in on his whip, see Matthew Broderick's dick, and be like, "Snakes! Why did it have to be snakes?" You know, because it's a snake. Now he, hey, you're snaky. Like, <laughs> yeah, he'd probably like, I'm afraid of snakes, not tiny wieners. <laughs> I'm accusing Matthew Broderick of having a tiny wiener, or his character Steve. Is it that? cold outside? Actually, it is. Um, Massachusetts in December. So his wife and kids leave Buddy. They're going away. They're she's pissed, uh, and Steve is like, "Fuck this! This is still going on. The biggest light demo ever has happened. Uh, I need to take this guy out." So he meets a shady black market fireworks dealer in an alleyway in East Massachusetts. Yeah. <laughs> 
Because if everybody knows that that is a real trade there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're very proud of the 4th of July yeah. celebration. You know, mm-hmm. got to do it better than your neighbor. Black market firework dealer every, on every street corner. Like Mesher's firms. Um, so he's going to shoot them at Buddy's house. Yeah. But hijinks happen. He slips and falls and ends up blowing up his own house. And the guy is a little bit, he's worried. He's like, who are you? I'm not going to sell. Maybe I have it. Maybe I don't. He's like, well, I'm going to shoot up fireworks at, at my neighbor's house. He's like, oh, if you're going to do something that'll get us both caught, I'm on board. Yeah, no, now we're good. I'm talking vandalism. So now that he's blown up his own house, his wife and kids have left him too. Steve's family is gone. And burns down the town's Christmas tree. Right. Which doesn't right. pay itself off because he never gets caught for that. Right. Yeah, like the sheriff accuses him because of the Marilyn Monroe star, but then never does anything about it. I got my eye on you, Finch. Yeah. And he's like, well, I do your eyes every year, sheriff. Both of them? Yes. Damn yes. <laughs> No, I've been secretly not doing the one. You win this round, Finch. All right, so now you both realize that they're alone, and so they hatch a plan to get the get the family back, their families. And that involves stringing up all the lights from Buddy's house on a path from the hotel that they're staying at back to Buddy's house where they have prepared a bevy a bevy of bevy. A Christmas bounty. Right, based off of the cookbook that these two ladies have been working on. A veritable cornucopia of food. It all looks like shit. Yeah, it does. It looks gross. It's like meatballs on macaroni, right. and there's like some other bullshit like in there. crap that you feed a four-year-old. It looks like there's some squash shaped like a deer head. Grandma's bunt cake. Bunt cake looks better than this. Yeah. yeah. Well, not my grandma's. Well, not to mention that they ruined the little boy's Christmas at this point. Okay. Because at this point, he's in a hotel room with those two blondes. Uh huh. And you know he's shower peeking. Oh, yeah. And he's like, best Christmas ever. Yep. He has stolen the greatest gift you could give 10 year old Timmy. <laughs> hey, and he killed him at the beginning. So, hey. Yeah. You know, whatever. Um, so they're all like, yay, cool. Good job. We love you. And, uh, but there's still no victory on the lights of space. All the lights have been to- taken down. So, well, it's and all they over. get the vase back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he, bought, he bought the vase back with the credit cards rather than just buying the extra lights with the credit cards. Right. Whatever. Uh huh. Sure. The whole town arrives, though, and they yep. have got Christmas decorations for Buddy. They set him all the way back up. Uh, whole town gets involved. Steve's involved. They put this thing together. MTV shows up. <laughs> well, they said that they're sending someone to from MTV to do a documentary about you. Right. MTV, the documentary company. Yeah, they're they're uh, right after um, Super Dave left or what, whatever that uh, Dan Osborne or whatever that guy's name was. Dan Osborne. Dan. You know, I'm yeah. 90s Dan. Yeah, that guy. He was in a uh, Demolition Man. Yeah, there's a Z behind instead of X's everywhere, and everything's extreme. What the fuck was that guy? Dan Cortez. Dan Cortez. Yeah. After he left, they switched over to be more like HBO. Yeah. Yeah. And, and let's be realistic. The person that they supposedly have from MTV, she's way too old to be an MTV broadcaster. And she's not drunk. Yeah. <laughs> she's wearing full clothes. I mean, everybody knows that this is not right. Well, they flipped the switch. And the lights don't work. 
Oh, so what does everybody do? They get out their fucking 2006 phones and shine a light. Oh, and then they start and singing candles. carols. They sing Oh Holy Night. The yeah. whole town. This is the part where Chenoweth shows up for the only reason they got her to do it. Yeah. So she starts singing her song for the soundtrack that probably didn't sell either. Probably not. And then uh, young Timmy or whatever the hell his name is, mm-hmm. because he's marginalized, right. not only by his family, but by the movie. Correct. It's like, yeah, this shit's not plugged in, stupids. It's not plugged in at the main plug. It's not yeah. like he traces the wires down. The plug where they were standing next to where they flipped the switch is not plugged in. Yep. Good work, everybody. Yeah. So he plugs it in. It shoots a hole in the ozone layer. It does. It also blinds everybody that's working at the uh, map world. My Earth Command Center yep. it blasts through their monitors and blinds them, and now they got to see Steve for ophthalmology stuff, and so it's a big win for Steve. <laughs> big win for Steve. <laughs> Good thing My Earth is in this town, too. And that's the end of the movie. It just stops. It the movie just, just stops. stops. Wow. This thing's a piece of shit for it me. It sucks. Uh, who wants to go first on questions? Jackalope? I don't have any. Good. I don't have any. It's too stupid. It's too stupid. We've got one. What's that? True spirit of Christmas. Does oh, yeah, it that's... capture the true spirit and meaning of Christmas? I'm going to go with yes. Okay. How's that? Because it really does focus on the Christmas magic that can only happen by unplanned events you cannot control it. It makes and, a line about that. And it does. It, it is very family oriented. Yeah. Like this is very much Christmas is a time for family and for being grateful for what you have. Other than everybody's family gets thrown under the bus. Well, at the end, they're like, see, you assholes were being assholes too much. It's just about your family. And they're like, OK, you're right. It is. So they, they do say that. All right. So we're calling it a Christmas movie. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it it uh, succeeded as a Christmas movie and failed as a movie. <laughs> as a movie and as a comedy, especially as a comedy. Yeah, as far as viewing this turd, I'm going to give it a no. Really? I thought you liked it, Jackie. You cried at the end. She was lying. I was she lying. Was lying. <laughs> at the end. Uh, you know, she I like started... to try to, you know, cloak and dagger our listeners. Oh, okay. You know, like, oh, I'm going to say yes at the end. No, it was, I'm with you guys. It was very painful to watch. Yeah, it's horrible. It's, it's. It's traumatizing, as it were. It's almost, other than the fact that there's a plot, it's almost surviving Christmas levels of, like, God, I fucking hate this shit. So At least surviving Christmas made me hate it. This didn't even inspire hate. It's just I think I hated it. I think I hated it. This movie can go fuck itself. It sucks. Yeah, it sucks. Do not. Uh, To me, it was like a plain potato chip. It'll mm -hmm. do in a pinch. I know. Plain potato chips are fine. This was like a stale saltine cracker. (laughs) A stale donut. No, donuts have sugar. This didn't have that. You can't eat a stale donut. It's like a saltine cracker that's been on the counter for a week. Yeah. Okay. Either way, don't watch this movie. On streaming do's and don'ts this week, though, we got uh, some that may or may not be dues from us starting with one that sam and i watched to follow up to our hot uh uh introduction to chad mcqueen from martial law <laughs> chad McQueen's mcqueen chad mcqueen uh, steve actually you know what not chad mcqueen steve mcqueen's kid and that guy from fist of the north star in firepower gary daniels gary daniels and chad mcqueen uh this is an odd 
take on things because it's like a future movie dystopian uh two societies film again where there's the rich people living in the the high castles and then everybody else lives in the dirt and wall swaller but they have an actual lawless area yeah you go in, to the lawless area in, L, in the center of la it's what they figured the only way to get the crime rate down was to just fence off a portion of it and just not go there. Right. And they're cops. They're tough cops. Yeah. And end up getting into a gladiator fight. It becomes an arena fighter. Yeah. It's like best of the best after a Uh Uh-huh. So that they can get justice because they're chasing a guy down. Yeah. Who they have to fight. The dude. Remember who the dude is? The dude is the ultimate warrior. The dude that they have to get is the fucking ultimate warrior. So you're like, what? wait, Gary Daniels, lawlessness, best of the best. Chad McQueen, Chad uh, the ultimate warrior. This is going <coughs> to be <Chad> amazing. <laughs> Except for Chad McQueen. Uh, they killed Gary Daniels off way too fast. Wait, like the, uh, Gary Daniels is the guy that should have to have the final showdown against the ultimate warrior. No, nope, he just gets his head chopped right off. <laughs> just chopped right off. And the whole time before that, you're watching Chad McQueen's character struggle through these fights. You're like, well. If the good fighter's dead, you can't do it with Chad McQueen. No. You can't do really anything with Chad McQueen. No, apparently not. We watched two of his movies, and they were tough. Uh, I liked Firepower. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. It could have been a lot more awesome. I did enjoy the fact that they kept constantly going, have you seen so-and-so? And in the movie, you could go, yeah. He's right He's there. He's standing next to you. You don't have to arena fight him. You can just shoot him. The whole plot of the movie is them. They're on their way to kill the ultimate warrior because he broke some crime. He did some crimes or something. He or killed their killed, friend. Yeah. Okay. And they don't. They don't. And they then end go, up partaking in a contest yeah, against him. And it's lawless, right? Right. Like, there's no law here. It's like, just shoot him. Just shoot He's his ass. He's right there. He's right there. And they are constantly like, do you know so-and-so? They're like, yeah, well, how do I find him? Turn around. <laughs> turn around and shoot him. He's behind you. And the conversation. You had dinner with him last yeah, night. The conversation's always like, well, why are you looking for him? Like, dude, he's right there <laughs> in the shot. Just turn around and shoot him. Uh, yeah, I give I give yeah. firepower due. It's on Prime right now, I should say. What's really interesting right now is I'm starting to find that I don't know that we've given a do not to a Gary Daniels movie. I don't think that's possible. I fucking love Gary yeah, Daniels. Yeah, Gary Daniels He's is so shitty. very entertaining. He's absolutely entertaining. Uh, he, I almost want to compare him to Evan Lurie. But He's I way, way better. can't. He's way, way better, but he's still so... He's got such a doofy face. Yeah. And he's supposed to be a hot guy, and I like that. And he's just so high spirited mm-hmm. and upbeat, and he just you can't like he doesn't play characters. He's just Gary Daniels is in this movie as so and so. Right, he plays a satire of Chuck Norris essentially. Kind of, yeah. He's happy guy. Yeah, I, I like, like I like Gary Daniels a lot. Uh, next up, Jackie and I have done it again. <laughs> We've gone into the Puppet Masters and pulled out Retro Puppet Master starring one Greg Sestero. Really? The one. That was the the only other time you get to see Greg Sestero on film. The reason that you bought the whole package of them, basically. Basically. Uh, this time, too long. We, we, we go past 1930s, too long. And now this is the origin of too long, where he was... I thought the last a one you watched guy. was the origin of Too Long. No, it, it, that's the origin of the puppets that we know. Oh. Yeah. 
uh, of Blade and Leech Lady and uh, Drill Top or whatever his so tunnel like, or tunnel. How did they like go all the way back where he shoots out of his mom's vagina? Or? Pretty much, pretty much. Huh. No, not that far back. But uh, he's just a magician, or no, he's not a magician. He's like he's a, a puppeteer. He's a puppeteer. They they have a really nice fancy building uh-huh. where they do puppeteer shows. And like now, come see perform PT Barnum Circus. Except yeah. for this is just puppets. And they have, you know, all the puppeteers have very nice, uh, beautiful velvet jackets, you know, with buttons and jackets gold lace. Jackets buttons. With buttons. <laughs> you reached the top, kid. Yeah, we're going to give you pants with zippers. Yeah. Your dick's not going to hang out like Matthew Broderick's. Putting on the Ritz. Yeah. Uh, and then Germans get involved and kill some people. No, no, no. Oh, wait, no, that was the last one. Oh, yeah, mummies get involved in this one. What? <laughs> mummies? So there's a man who's running around and he has stolen the secret of life mm-hmm. from a pharaoh. And so the pharaoh wakes up the mummies and then dresses them up as where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Correct. And sends them out to get this guy and kill him. Holy shit. But the guy does get killed, but before... He can die. He passes his secret of immortality on to too long, who then can reanimate puppets now. And his original, his yeah, sure. his original puppets are his friends from the puppeteer yeah. company because they all get killed by the mummies. Right. Yeah. Um, I liked it. I'm going to give it a total it's do. I loved it. It's the first one that I have ever liked. It's still really cheap looking and shitty and Charles Bandish in every way, but f- somehow he made this one totally not boring. Huh. So I like it. I liked I liked Retro Puppet Master, and I didn't think I would. Yeah, so. and we also get to see this is how he meets his wife. Who he later turns into a leech lady. Yeah. Cool. She's upper crust society. Yeah. Yeah, Sarah Douglas doesn't show up in this one. It's too bad. But, yeah, it's a do for me on Retro Puppet Master and a do from, do from Jackie, which is no surprise there. Last but not least, all three of us saw this on uh, uh, Stars. Is that where we watched? Uh, I th- it's something. It's either Stars or HBO Now. I can't remember which one. I think it was HBO Now. Okay. 2018's Mabfa contender, Pacific Rim Uprising. Oh, the only reason I watched this is because there was food in front I of me. I don't want to... <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna, gonna lie. If the food would not have been there, I would not have watched this. No, piece you had of to. Shit. It's a smap for contender. Yeah, you had to. And I just want to really like bring everyone out there listening some sad news. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gypsy Danger does not return in the <laughs> sequel, and it's uh, heartbreaking to say the least. Because that's all that movie had was like the first time we're watching the first one. I was like, Gypsy Danger. Well, this is fucking stupid. And so all it had for me was just this really stupid thing. But I guess it does blow up at the end of the first one, so I couldn't really bring it back. Yeah. Uh, and then they don't have that. It just doesn't... I couldn't even tell you right now what happened in this movie. I, I already c- forgot. Monsters versus robots, and you can't make that fun. What? How? Why do you keep trying? And if the robots are tr- trying to get to the power plant, right? Well, if you're the guy <laughs> that can't make robots versus monsters fun... You're doing something wrong. You're not the guy. Stop it. I Go can, do something else. I can remember what happened in the first one, and it's been two years since I've seen it. Uh-huh. We watched this last week, and I don't remember anything about it. No. Oh, wait. No, they're not trying to get to the power plant. They're trying to get to the volcano. Yeah, if they blow up a volcano, they blow up the earth or something. Uh. Or they get 
superpowers if they get to the volcano and they're monsters they already have superpowers i don't fucking know yeah. this was so dumb just, i'm gonna give it a do not you, nobody can care about these films no nobody you watch one of them and you're like you know what i, I want to see robots versus monsters but i just saw it and i don't like it yeah the robots suck the robots suck and they're not as tough as the monsters so it's like dumb mm-hmm it's like, oh, we've built these robots to fight the monsters, only they're not tough enough to do it. <laughs> so we made a movie about that. Like, what am I watching? Uh, yeah, stop it with these. We're done. <laughs> We're over it. Uh, this has still got like a 45 Metacritic what? score. I like it, mm. guys. It's okay to not like movies. Like all of because that's what's happening right now with 2018 and, and to a degree of 2017. Everything's a five. Like it's okay if you really like a movie, and it's okay if you really don't like a movie. Sure. Not everything is just it was average. Yeah. No, Pacific Rim sucks. Sucked. It sucked. It's not a five. It's a two at best. The fucking Towering Inferno remake sucked. It's not a five. It's not a five. None of these are fives. And then the assholes are all in mass like, I'm far too intellectual to enjoy this comedy. Right. So all the comedies are twos. Right. And all these bullshit movies are fives. And it's like, no, the comedy was a five. Yeah. These fucking special effects movies, they're twos. Indeed. Indeed. So stop it. Stop that. Don't want it. Nope. Don't do it. Uh, we've got some uh, listener feedback this week. Um, let's get straight into a voicemail uh, from good listener Jack B, who we need to once again thank because Jack has stepped up his Patreon contribution to our page at patreon.com forward slash sticker madness to the commando level. We have the commando level? Yeah. $100 a month Jack Jesus. is contributing to us right now. So thank you very much for that, Jack. Merry Christmas to you, and uh, Merry Christmas indeed. Try to keep your dick in your boxer shorts. Don't this let it fall Christmas. out. I'm going to say super thank you because uh, Winston, mm-hmm. one of our dogs, ate through my uh, my my uh, headphones cord mm-hmm. last week during the episode. So thank you because so now, now I can gonna, hear. We're going to buy another one of those. A hundred dollar. No, uh, uh, extension cord. <laughs> $3 cord, but we'll get some other stuff. All right, let's see what Jack has to say. Come on. So, last episode, you guys asked me what you ripped John Peters about way back when you did a Star Wars oh, board. And since you called me out by name... You know, I just had to do it. I gave him so a test. I went back and found some choice quotes from Sam about him that are quite amazing. These are all verbatim. <clears throat> Quote, you know who John Peters is? He's the guy who had his dick in Barbra Streisand. Unquote. I, I said that. <laughs> that later was me. On, you're talking about how Kevin Smith was working with Peters on Superman. Quote, according to Smith, Peters had expressed disdain for most of Superman's iconic characteristics by, demand- by demanding that Superman was never to fly, or appear in his trademark costume. He also suggested Sean Penn as being ideal for the role, based on his performance as a death row inmate in Dead Man Walking, saying that Penn has the eyes of a caged animal, a fucking killer. Peters then demanded that the third act of the film include a fight between Superman and a giant spider to be an unveiled homage to King Kong. Peters instructed him to include a robot sidekick for Brainiac, a fight scene between Brainiac and two polar bears, 
and a marketable space dog pet similar to Star Wars character Chewbacca, unquote. So, last quote here. In an interview after Man of Steel, Peter said that, quote, It was problematic because it wasn't close enough to his heart. He didn't see the human side of Superman, which is flying and wearing a costume that people can fucking recognize as the human side. <laughs> He's an idiot. The guy's an idiot who fucked Barbara Streisand and fell backwards up a goddamn waterfall of gold. <laughs> <laughs> so, he fucked Barbara Streisand and nearly ruined Superman. I'll let you guys decide which is worse. But wait, there's more! So, I googled his name, and apparently there's a lot of shit that's happened since then. So I'm looking at an article here about an interview he gave last year where he says, quote, I am the Trump of Hollywood. Oh, no. I think he means that a lot of people hate him for no reason. At least he thinks for no reason. But that's not what I think when I read that. And I'm sure that's not what you guys think when you hear that. So apparently he was doing an interview, like, beginning of 2017. And when the interviewer was actually interviewing him, there was a loaded gun on the coffee table between him and the interviewer. And I don't know why. And now there are at least five sexual assault allegations against him. And it appears he's kind of been blackmailed. Yeah, not blackmailed, blacklisted from Hollywood. Sam, you said he was an idiot, but I think now he's just an asshole, a raging asshole. So, yeah, there you go, Sam. I forgot how much I hated Jump. Thank you for reminding me of that. And I forgot about that Superman business. And I really liked the, what he said about, like, we need to see the human side of Superman. He's not human, dickface. <laughs> yeah, That's you. the whole point. That's the, what makes Man of Steel a good movie is it embraces the fact that he's a fucking alien. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah, no, screw John Peters. Uh, we don't like him. We've got some listener feedback on our Batman Returns episode. Which I was shocked about the uh, the the fervor. that we the fervor that we created with Batman Returns. I 100% thought we were going to get hate mail for doing Batman sure. Returns. We didn't. In fact, for one of the first times, somebody on Letterbox reached out to us personally and said, "Thank you. It's about goddamn time somebody <laughs> said that movie is shit." So, all right. <laughs> yes. Well, it's shit. It's not good. Um, Van Diver chirps in. Says Batman Return contains several characters er, references to film and characters from the silent era. For example, Max Schreck is named after Max Schreck, the German actor who played Count Orlok in F.W. Murnau's 1922 film Nosferatu. Likewise, the design of uh, Watkins' character, weird hair included, is based on Rotwang, the scientist from Fritz Lang's 1927 Metropolis. Yeah. Mm, I thought it was a redo of Robot Chicken. Okay, I'm reading. As for the Penguin, the look was inspired by Lon Chaney's character in the long-lost silent film London After Midnight from 1927. I have put together some pics to show the similarities below. So if you want to see those, go to our Facebook page and check out our Batman Returns post. Uh, They are spot on. They are. But It, it goes back to illustrating that point we were making during the podcast, though, where it was like, Maybe you should make a Batman movie instead. Indeed. You're making this little cute homage thing, and your homages don't fit into the context no. that you're putting them in. Well, not to mention that, you know, the average fume, uh, film viewer, mm-hmm. right, is not going to know who somebody is from the 1920s. Well, not, not a Batman Returns film viewer, because you know who that was? That was Sam and I. That yeah. was 13-year-old kids who had not heard of fucking Lon Chaney at that point in time. Or Nosferatu. Well, we knew about. I mean, come on, it's Nosferatu. It's kind of. I don't deal. think I got Nosferatu until I was like sixteen. All right, all right. Either way, 
No, Batman Returns is not the place for you to put in your little cutesy stuff, Tim Burton. Save that for your pet projects, you know? Like, sure. Like, uh, like uh, what's-his-face does? Uh, Del Toro. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, he doesn't put uh, doesn't put fish people in Hellboy movies, right? There's no fish people in Hellboy movies. Yeah, there is. It's oh, the same guy, actually. That's right. <laughs> same actor. He's got a, he's got a, uh, he's one of the main stars of sure. the show. He was in last week's episode. He's in Batman Returns. Um... Rowan Dower chimes in, says uh, McDonald's was so disgusted at the film which that they forced a le- the, the led to a string of events resulting in the cartoony Batman Forever and Robin. So he's Rowan's implying that because McDonald's is such a merchandising heavyweight as sure. far as film and uh, sponsorship and uh, uh, product advertising and in-place advertising, um, they're like, nope. You got to steer this in a different direction, yeah. guys. And WB did. Yep. Wow, that's uh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, pretty crazy stuff. Um, I'm gonna watch the other two and see if I like them better than Returns. You sure you don't want to wait in two episodes on them? Well, I guess that's probably the best way to do it because you're Maybe not that's... gonna ever watch hey, them again after plus, that. Plus, you know, that would give me an opportunity to make myself a liar about Cemetery Man one more fucking time. <laughs> if the next two movies that I pick are the Batman movies, which it sounds like, I probably what I'm gonna do now. No. Oh God. Okay. Also, uh, Brad Harrelson. Want to give a shout out to him because I think this is the first time we've heard from Brad. On hey. Our, hi. On our Facebook page. Oh He's, hi. <laughs> oh hi, Brad. Um, as far as the unsexy Michelle Pfeiffer, the last time I watched this one, I kept thinking that Burton was trying to turn her into Helena Bonham Carter, who is basically Tim Burton's go-to gal. For... It was his wife for a while. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's... <laughs> so maybe he wasn't trying to turn her into uh, Helen Bonham Carter, the actress. Uh, he was trying to turn her into the bang maid. Huh. No, I don't know. But you know what? That's a really, really good point. Because if, like, thinking back on it now... Mm-hmm. That character does embody a lot of Helen Bonham Carter. Oh? And just her weird kind of not sexy, but trying to be sexy, Mm. maybe stab you in the neck with a sewing needle. Okay. All right. Type of woman. Um, Maybe that's Tim Burton's thing. Maybe he's trying to turn Helen Bonham Carter into Helen Bonham Carter. Maybe he's got weird sexy time. He might have weird sexy time. and With a lemon in your dick hole. What? What? Never mind. Keep going. Okay. I don't think we can. I don't think we can go past that anymore, past Jackie. Lemon in your dick. I'm retiring from podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. Um. Next month. Next month. Next month it will be a show. Next month is January. Yeah. <laughs> it's where we're hoping the snow starts to fall, people. It's uh, not. It's a ways out, though. So this month. <laughs> this month. Next week. It will be my pick and i will be closing out our christmas uh movie parade as it were sure with a little no film sam that you're gonna have a lot of trouble finding anything about okay from uh germany i believe entitled jahe rencontre le paris noel which would be french <laughs> I believe in Christmas from 1984 will be the film. So we're going to, or I believe in Santa Claus. Sorry. God, I only screwed that up 16 times. Sure. I'm the host, right? So is it subtitled? Yeah. You've seen, I believe in Santa Claus, Jackie. It is one of the best riff tracks that we've ever seen. This movie is fucking far out. So just so I, is this the first like sub subtitled movie that we've done? 
I think this is a first for first us. foreign film. Maybe, maybe. But it's a sight to behold, and I have no choice but to do this because I think it's my favorite Christmas movie of all time. Ah. So he check that out. I believe it's on Amazon Prime. I believe in Santa Claus. You're not going to want to miss this one. Uh, have a good week. Get to the chopper. Visit us at www.stinkermadness.com. Follow Stinker Madness on Twitter at Stinker Madness. Please rate and review us on iTunes and Stitcher. Thank you for listening and get to the chopper.